welcome to Racing Only Better. Racing Only Better ahead of a cracking weekend of action on the all-weather. Do you know what? It's hit me right, lads. Look at Kevin's enthusiasm. Tony is pumped for this. He's been active on the WhatsApp group all morning. Dan, less so, but we'll engage him as, as the show goes. But uh, do you know what really struck me right? And Kevin, I'm going to throw to you for this response. So... All of a sudden, the ITV racing team are going to know what a bit of hard work is. Because let me tell you, right, I can tell you this from, is life. Pers- from personal experience that talking about good racing is a privilege and easy compared to talking about 0 to 50 handicaps on the all-weather, let me tell you. And all of a sudden, that ITV crew are going to have to dig a bit deeper, aren't they, Kev? Uh, down in the down in the trenches, down in the gutter with the rest of us. Oh yes, absolutely <laughs> love it, Vanessa. But this happened last year, didn't it? We had, we had a load of races called off, and we covered a load of naughty fifty. Tip about eight they, winners. They all got called <laughs> off. I think <laughs> it was a nightmare. But I actually love these races. Everyone thinks I'm always joking, but I tell you, when 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 betting was a big 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 part of my life, I loved not the sixty fives. Couldn't get enough of them. Half of them are useless. Half of them, you know, a quarter of them don't have their conditions. And yeah. you can um, you can hammer it down to a chosen few, and uh, with a bit of luck, you 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 pick the right few. But I love them. Have have, have perversely enjoyed getting stuck into all these horses, which I'll I'll be the first to admit I'd never come across of in in, in the main uh, prior to this morning. But anyway, we'll see how we get on. Look at that for enthusiasm. Match that, please, Dan Barber. I'm just I'm just relieved we've got a podcast because Tony's been pestering us all week, hasn't he, about doing a Christmas quiz instead. TC, how much do you love a Christmas quiz? Some of those words might be untrue. I tell you what, I was I was actually gutted when Newcastle got called off last weekend because I was really looking forward to Chamberlain, McCoy, Walsh. And Harvey doing that Newcastle card. I would have paid, <laughs> would have paid big money to watch things going through that. Okay, well, look, lads, let's kick off. We've got five races from Lingfield, all on ITV, and two from Chelmsford. Some good racing at Lingfield, all joking aside, and competitive handicaps, as Kevin has said elsewhere. Let's kick off with the 115 at Lingfield. This is over the five furlongs, and the jump racing might be off this weekend, but Betfair's offers are not off this weekend no 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 instead you get the multiple offer bet 10 get 10 on racing multiples but do check out the show's description for the t's and c's guys that's very important on the bet 10 get 10 on racing multiples offer from betfair 115 at lingfield over the five furlongs straight in here this is a naught to 70 so this is a higher class handicap than the ones Kevin Blake is really getting excited <laughs> about. Um, Bethesden Boy here is your 11 to 4 favourite. William Buick in the saddle for Richard Hughes. Richard Hughes with a winner on the All-Weather was at Wolves just yesterday or the day before. Um, 11 to 4 favourite at the top of the market. Buick, jockey booking. Lots of people will be latching on to Buick's rides, I would imagine, at Lingfield, Kev. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, and look, I did get a bit of a nosebleed looking at this because an after 70, a little bit hot for my taste. <laughs> but look, we tried our best anyway. And uh, uh, yeah, look, it's slightly tricky one. I, I, I like this horse, but um, like you say, William Buick is probably causing the price to be a bit compressed. Um, slightly different profile to a lot of these in that um, unexposed to five furlongs completely. Never run over it before, but does give the impression that he might enjoy it. 
um, has been running well, you know, in a similar grade of race over the six, uh, and just gives the impression that they, I, I think they'll go at certainly an average pace here, um, quite possibly a little bit better. And um, look back down to close to to his his. Um, I'm actually been very competitive off in recent starts, so look, Bettersley boy with Buick draw not ideal, but look will be will be. Probably going to end up three wide, but I don't think that's the end of the world here. And yeah, even though he's, I'm sure Tony will be uh, will be keen to take him on at the price. I had him as the likeliest winner. Are you keen to take him on, Tony? Take it away, please. Yeah, I'd, I'd have um, Yimu as favourite in here. Um, oh. I thought I thought he was really really solid. I'm not sure whether I'm going to put him up because I thought I was looking maybe optimistically I was looking a bit, a bit bigger than 130, but I think I think he should be favourite. That all said and all said and done, uh, second to an informed rival last time at Chelmsford, uh, two good runs here uh, at Lingfield. Um, he was actually a pound lower than when the next second here back in September. Um, he's one of the forward goers in the race. Uh, the other is the out of form Corinthian Knight. Uh, drawn in six, so well positioned to go forward from from two. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the five furlongs is probably his best trip when he got touched off by a neck here early in the season. As I said, that was over six furlongs. Just got uh, just got chin late on. Yeah, I can see him making all here. Um, like Corinthian Knight could be the fly in the ointment when it comes to making the pace, but he is out of form. Um, and he's ridden by a jockey I've never heard of before, Sydney Kale. So yeah, um, I do like that. He's had a very culinary angle lately, so he's been ridden by I, Kale. I, I was waiting for you. I was trying to. I was writing my copy earlier, and I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to work into a seaweed angle. Yeah, he was. He's been ridden by Kale Fisher and Jamin in the in recent weeks. So. Oh, only <laughs> a culinary theme. So. George Rook. Anyway, I'll down to a T. <laughs> and like, honestly, I Yimu was very solid at 130 anyway. Okay, second favourite Yimu uh, for Dean Ivory's team, as Tony said, 100 to 34, Tony. Uh, Kevin's going with the favourite. Anything away from the two that are mentioned, Dan? Are you going for the fishy culinary I'm, angle? No, I'm not, I'm not actually. Most <laughs> of I want to. Um, I'm going to go with the Defiant, please, who's a bit of a core specialist. His most recent win was here. He likes, I mean, Kev says, like I said, maybe the pace may only be average. Pepper Street tends to go forward. You just have an image of him being played late and he's in a much worse race as well, given he's been competing in sort of not to 85s, not to 87s, not to 79 last time. He's right into a not to 70 now. I thought that that class drop and um, I mean, I must really fancy him because I was desperate to put up the culinary one. So <laughs> with the defiant please. <laughs> Okay, fine. At nine to one, bigger price shout for Dan Barber in the first race. We're covering from Lingfield. Uh, Kev, let's move on to your grade of race. A class six, three year olds and above, naught to 55 over the six furlongs. Here we go. An admirable lad is up at the top of the market, two to one for the Chelsea Bannon, Joey Haynes team. And admirable lad has been just that of late, in fairness to him, hasn't he, Kev? He has, and look, he's he's doing something that a lot of these struggle to do. He's been winning, and he doesn't. He hasn't had a big problem in his life winning. You know, in fairness, down to this sort of grade, but he's won five times as a four-year-old. You know, that's that's uh, from twenty-seven starts. That's good going when you're down and um, when you're down at the basement level. Um, but look, his price is there. He'll probably go. You know, a very good chance. But I was taking a chance on Dazzling. 
um, for Laura Mungan. Um, hasn't won yet, but has definitely given a few indications that he'll be capable of winning when things are right. Um, I think six furlongs suits him better than seven. You've got to forgive a complete blowout last time when it just went terribly wrong, pulled too hard, kind of blew the bend. Um, I'd say going back around this way will, will do no harm. That was at Kempton. Had run well at Kempton the time before when it panned out a bit differently, but I'd say left-handed might suit him that bit better. And I, I'm happy enough to take a chance. It's his first time in this in this grade and not the 55. So um, I, I'll take my chance on Dazzling at a slightly bigger price. Dazzling 8-1 to one and Kevin Blake looking for the stall 10 double in the first two ITV races. Bang, bang, out of stall 10. Here we go. Um, over to you, TC. Yeah, um, I like the Michael Atwalk pairing here, Lothian and Real Estate. Um, I've gone with a bigger price one. Um, for 11-4, Lothian was a bit skinny. Real Estate, it just looks really, like with Vimeo in the first, looks really, really solid. Got loads of course and distance form off higher marks than this. Probably disadvantaged by racing on the inner at Chelmsford last time. Already a pound lower than when just only five starts ago when getting the race in the stewards' room here back in July. Um, drawing nine is a, probably a little bit of a worry, but um, other than that, I just thought eight to one was a very, very decent price about a horse that's very likely to run his race. He might find one of these two good, but I thought eights each way is the way to go in this race. Real estate. Okay, real estate for the sort of reliable angle, eight to one, another eight to one shout, as was Kevin's Dan. Um, any culinary angles in here? <laughs> no, I'm just looking. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. Just think about Dan. You know, when uh, Graham Wobways does his power rankings, you could do a culinary tip each day. Yeah. <laughs> it has no basis in form, has no yeah. basis in fact. But any, any food reference, just stick it up every day. Yeah, the, the berries would be dominant, wouldn't they? <laughs> First winner Alan Berry had had in a while. Anyway. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so um, good, Dan. No, I was in, I probably had a similar train of thought as Tony, actually. Lothian was the first horse on, on, my, on my list thinking he looks interesting. I know he's he's one of those that Kev alludes to. He doesn't win very many races. He's on a, a fair or losing run, but he's obviously an all-weather specialist. Looks like it's a slightly easier race than he's been than he's been running in. But then I saw the 11 to 4, and I was a bit like Tony. I was a bit like, oh, so I think I probably want 7 to 2-ish 4 if I was if I was going to back him, but I did think he was interesting. Slight concern about the short break. I thought it was a potential niggle TC. He's had a couple of months off and he doesn't really have much of a record fresh. So maybe there's a chance that he will drift. Okay, so what, that's no bet race for you then, is it? Sort of, but if he went out to fours or something, I'd be inclined to chance his fitness, fours 92. Okay, okay. Looking for a drift on the price then for Lothian, currently 11 to 4. Uh, on to the 225. This is over the one mile, four furlongs. Again, it's class six, it's a 0 to 60. Um, um Sequain is currently the three to one favourite in what looks a very open looking market. Vision of Hope in here next best for George Bowie. Danny Muscat, seven to two, making her handicap debut in here. Uh, always a bit dangerous from the Bowie yard. Capricorn Prince, a much more exposed individual for the Gary Moore team. Next best at nine to two and Pablo Prince in their same sort of price at nine to two. Rab Havlin in the saddle for that particular course and distance winner. I thought there was loads of different angles into this race, Kev. Which one did you choose to take? Um, tricky enough now. Um, Umsaquam is our quaim. It is really interesting. I trained by genre and Um, because 
just been campaigned in a, in a fairly mad way. Shadwell um, cast off and, and just hasn't shown a lot for much of the year. And you just get the feeling that connections just with that. It. Let's try something. <laughs> com- let's try something completely different. That or, or they made a mistake and declared her in the wrong race and said, "Anyway, we'll run, run anyway, lads," because she stepped up, having been running over six and seven furlongs primarily. They've stepped her up to a mile and a half um, at Linkfield here the last time, and she's went and won quite well of a mark of forty six. And um, not like, exactly fancy to do so. It's not. Can't believe we're discussing horses oh. that have won off forty six. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> a lot to sixty as well, like you know, which is and it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like when you look at it like there didn't seem to be any mad fluke about it like if you didn't know anything about her you'd say fair enough like that was you know she she had her turn she went and won like but um she just could find like a, a good chunk of improvement because she wasn't without ability like earlier this year like she was running well and not, not in off 66 and um a couple of times she nearly won like so that off a three pound higher mark of 49 there's a possibility that by um, by an act of genius or an act of pure fluke that, that Jean Ren has um, has found the key. Oh, and, let's um, give him the benefit of the doubt. Genius, genius. Yeah, but quite possibly, quite possibly, um, and and she might well be able to follow up. But look, you'd be terrified of Vision of Hope. Um, really sneaky profile. Like George Bowie will will come across one of them later in the card. Like he, he has a great record himself. And um and Sam Haggis there, her work, Bloodstock, they do a great job picking up the, the this type of horse. Um, one run for James Tate, um, had a had, had a second run, and then in, in the most beautiful circumstance for, for Philly having their third run. Oh. <laughs> Fog. <laughs> Fog and down fi- to seven furlongs. And it's finished out the back. The the, the policeman's nightmare, Fog. Rolling <laughs> <laughs> right in your heart out, yeah. <laughs> And it's got a mark of 57. Doesn't always work out, though, as Charles Burns found out one time there about 15 years ago. But um, you, you, you get that reference, I bet. Um, and look, mark of 57, George has has had a bunch of these. They, they can just take off hoods on for the first time up in trip. Who knows? George probably knows, but I don't know. And there seems to be some early market support. Who knows if that's lads just taking a chance? These, these markets would be um, exceptionally light at the minute. So I don't know if I want to buy into that market support just yet. But um, in, in the light of that complete unknown, um, um Saquam will do for me for Jean Ren. Come on, Jean Ren. The genius, John Ren, the genius at three to one. Um, are you as jumpy about as nervous of vision as hope as Kevin has flagged up for all the reasons Kevin has flagged up, TC? Yeah, I mean, it opened up. I was quite surprised he opened up at 11. We're recording this around about three o'clock on Thursday, and um, first Betfair Sportsbook were first prices up on everything on the ITV races, so fair play to them. They went up 11 to two. Uh, that got counted nine to two. Then that got counted seven to two, and you, you can see why the vision of hope got you. I mean, it picked up for two grand, and this isn't this isn't a badly bred filly. I mean, this is uh, master craftsman out of a mile five winner who won on the all weather and in blinkers. So the first time headgear angles, and could be another positive there. Um, just a ridiculously cheap two grand buy off a very lowly mark. The way he operates could easily just like win this and. Um, win a couple more, couldn't it? But obviously the price is probably gone for now. It could well drift out. As Kevin said, it's very early stages in the betting. Um, 
At the, at the current prices, I'd rather the I'd rather be the other one he mentioned, Umsaquain. I'd rather be that with that one at, at that price, but that's not too flash a price either. But what I would say is, that obviously, I take no notice of jockeys, but that Mohammed Tabdi, who's attached to the coal yard, I think, yeah, he is, yeah. Uh, he's um, he impressed me on a couple of turf races at uh, Newcastle uh, at Newmarket early in the early in the season of uh, in defeat as well, not just winning. Um, so yeah, I can see that off a off a three pound high mark. It's 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 not it's not a kind of betting race for me. I think the ones at the top of the market should be better. The fascinating ones, the forty to one shot and Marigi, also lightly raced, also first time headgear, a forty to one chance, and a half brother to three very very decent horses, including Kevin's Thunder Moon. Mm. So uh, and that runs off a really lowly mark of fifty four. So these three half brothers, I think, are all rated a hundred plus. Obviously. Thunder Moon's a Group One winner, so yeah. If you're looking at a pedigree angle at a massive price, maybe Vision of Hope isn't isn't the only one in here. But I probably won't be having a bet in the race at the current as a, as the current prices stand. Okay, okay. What about you, Dan? Is this a bet race for you? Well, obviously the Bowie horse particularly makes it complicated. Slightly different mo, isn't it? Because it is one he's picked up. It's not one he's had from the start. It did make its debut for James Tate, and as as TC says, only two grand. I mean, it doesn't. It's not exactly screaming. Well, maybe she's not going to have to be much anyway. As well, I think he still owns it, doesn't he? Yeah, it is still in his ownership. Yeah. So maybe he's looking to flog it. It should check if she's got, you know, the the near to hand entries where they like to go, sort of bang, bang, bang. Um, Capricorn Prince, thought it's quite interesting. He's, he is what he is. He's quirky, but he got absolutely no run. His most recent hour team. But can I just throw potentially a wild one into the mix? You mentioned like being unexposed and pedigrees and stuff. Photo bomb. His first run for Camilla Poulton. I only mention it really is because Tony's massive price winner at Sandown, that Jim Camilla. Was, yeah, was trained by Camilla. Um, she's had a horse called Military Decoration finish third in its last two starts, and a horse called Ace Dip finished second, two others unplaced, but certainly positive signs. And he's got she's got this off Ray Guest, who was running it over six, seven, and, and a mile when the dam was a middle distance winner and this stammer in the pedigree. So I thought that was a potentially lively one at a big price. Anybody called Camilla must be best friends with you, Vanessa, surely. (laughs) I don't, do I have friends called Camilla? Oh yes, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles probably. She's actually the queen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do have Camilla, Camilla friends. Yeah. One of them actually is very posh, but the other one, not so posh. (laughs) Just Ooh, a bit, there's a bit ash. <laughs> I just a feel real, like I'm safe around. I, I'm still betting. I'm still betting the lower the lower class one doesn't live in a council estate anyway. No, not one of no, the Ashton underline no. Camillas. Yeah. Um, let's move on, guys, to the three o'clock. This is the ten furlong um, Winter Oaks trial. This is one of the better races. Uh, C. Sarina is currently the seven to four favourite for the Haggis Yard. Uh, Kieran Fallon in the saddle off a break from when we last saw her, but she has one on the synthetic already and she's up at the top of the market but Queen of Ipanema is exactly what we've just been talking about with Vision of Hope from the Bowie Yard three-year-old filly um, qualifying runs all pretty average and then five starts in handicap since have been five wins and so A, Vision of Hope might be the next Queen of Ipanema and secondly, um, is Queen of Ipanema going to be able to continue her development shall we say, now up in class into a race like this Kevin? Uh, 
<laughs> who wants who wants to make the reference? Oh, George Bowie's lucky that he doesn't train in Ireland. The IHRB will be all over this one <laughs> with the retro with the retrospective how many, inquiries. How many pounds has she improved? <laughs> she has improved thirty-one pounds. <laughs> time form, it's thirty-four from fifty-six final running a non-handicap. So. Go, go back and have a look at that Kempton qualifying run early in the season. <laughs> No, no, no fog that day. <laughs> eight for eight, 12 for 14, nine for nine, that's 125 to one. Bang. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like a good handicap. Five weeks later, five starts later, he's shitting in off 80. Imagine how much satisfaction <laughs> that, that must give them. Seriously. Like, imagine the satisfaction of getting that sort of lowly mark and thinking, hey, uh, we're going to have some fun here. And they win five on the bounce. <sighs> uh, but you see, Vanessa, it shows no manners. It shows no manners. If 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 yeah. I found myself in that situation, I'd be sure to finish fourth or fifth in a handicap at least once <laughs> before you go off and start winning and make a fool out of everyone. Because if I'm the handicapper looking at that, I literally have a dartboard of George Bowie up on the wall. <laughs> and I just go, you absolute yo. You could have at least been subtle, Bowie. And you're so annoyed that you get a vision of hope and opening mark of 52. You're that annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can't even see how red it went. <laughs> uh, these handicappers are so much more forgiving than the Irish ones. <laughs> um, yeah, look. in Ireland, Kevin. None of it. Let me tell you. Uh, probably, probably uh, if you do, if you do what you pay the price. <laughs> um, yeah, look, she's clearly on a serious march. Um, I wonder what the, I don't know, maybe Dan knows. I wonder what the record is for consecutive wins and handicaps in the UK. It's, it's probably more, it's, I'm sure Samark probably owns it. but I think Samark um, had it. Was he called Masafi? I'll look it up. There was a horse called Masafi used to wear like stripe colours when I was first into racing. Ended up with Elliot Cooper, I think. Was, was he Liam's brother? No, that's right. Jockey yeah, on yeah, Conrad. Yeah, Masafi yeah, yeah. between, I'm doing this on the fly, between um, the 12th of July 2004 and the 29th of July 2004, won seven handicaps, seven oh races in a row. Stop. And now, I, for 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 the sake of fairness, we're we're not necessarily comparing like with like because back in those days, I'm nearly sure I'm saying there was no cumulative penalties. Mm. It, it was easier to bang off like really fast sequences, whereas now you the handicapper nails you a bit harder. He chopped down on that probably because they would call that the Masafi rule, maybe mm. um, that that they changed. I don't know when that change came, but I do recall it. But anyway, Queen of Queen of Ipanema, um, look, she could go on again, but. There wasn't as much style last time, I dare say. Look, the handicapper's been fair enough again. Like three pounds is is perfectly reasonable. So uh, I wouldn't like to say it couldn't happen, but I prefer Tequila Mockingbird. The beautifully named Tequila Mockingbird. Yeah, well, well done, Chris Wright. Um, because I she won over 10 furlongs just um, at Lingfield last time. And I'd say getting back up to a mile and a half is probably where she wants to be. And the handicapper's been even nicer to her, just, just up a pound for, for that nose win. And um, I just thought she might be capable of a little bit more improvement um, back up at this. Uh, sorry, what am I saying? Uh, we're, we're still at 12, we're still at 10 furlongs here. Um, and look, she's been operating at this level a little bit longer. And yeah, I, I was favoring her at the prices. Okay, Tequila Mockingbird at eight to one. Uh TC, I was going to go to Dan first, but that would put you out, TC. You go first, TC. Um, well, in this race, uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Queen of Ipanema. Um, 
I think the angle. I think the angle here is. I think. I think she's a really pacey filly. Uh, I think she's better over a mile too. She was really, really, really impressive. I know she's won over a, a stiff mile four at Newcastle, but I'm not sure that was a great race. And I was more impressed with her on the previous start when she when she won with her head in the chest uh, over a mile two uh, over a mile two at Chelmsford. So yeah, uh, off of just a three pound high mark the last time. Massive progressive profile. She was actually in the sales um, at the start of the month and they pulled her out. So I don't know whether she didn't hit a target or they thought they could get some more out of her. There's two ways of looking at that. But yeah, I think, you know, I think the pedigrees mostly pace as well. I think she's out of a Fargo mare and one over six and seven furlongs in listed company. So yeah, I think I think she's fundamentally a, a quick filly rather than a staying filly. So yeah, Queen of Ipanema. Uh, to make it six from six. Okay. Queen of Ipanema on the roll then. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned that the top horse Viola is just probably there to have a bit of a run out because they're dropping her in trip. But she does have some some real back class. Second at Goodwood. Yeah. Oh, was it this race last year? I think so. She... Oh, right. Okay. She ran it at a subtle race last year, which was 11 furlongs. Um she has won at Lingfield before. Her all-weather record's really good. She's got three wins, two more placed efforts, and it's all about the dropping trip, really. It's whether that's that's ideal. I'm not so sure, and she's off a break. But that handicap form, you can't really knock. It's off 97 at Goodwood in early spring, in early autumn, running into Strawberry, who's since been in the frame in a couple of listed races. I thought that was the best piece of form, and you sort of fully accept that she might not be capable of giving nearly... Well, Mona Stone to Queen of Ipanema if she continues on the up, but I do think she's got like the best quality form. Okay, Viola at ten at tens then bigger price. Um, on to the three thirty three, the Quebec Stakes. This is the feature. It's the last race on the card, and it's the last race we'll be covering from Lingfield before we move on to the action from Chelmsford. Um, Algiers is the six to five favourite for Simon and Ed Crisford. Pretty unexposed on the all weather. Herovian next best at five to two uh, for John and Thady Gosden. And Forrest of Dean in there for the same team. Rab Havlin on board. Forrest of Dean, bit of a um, old pro round here these days. He's currently about he's currently a five to one shot, and I should say Herovian is five to two. But six to five at the top of the market. Algiers Kev uh, for the Crisford team. Is this his for the taking? Only just win, um, straightforward ride, um, excellent run. Uh, first time around Lingfield, last time over course and distance, uh, and only just got nipped on the line by Mr. Cut, who's like a very good horse. Like, I think he's a proper group horse. And, uh, and this fella really made him work. Long way clear of um, Haravonian that, that reposes here. And uh, yeah, just small field here. Lovely straightforward ride. Can make the running. Sit second if he needs to. Um, and if he repeats the form that he produced here last time, um, I'd be hopeful that he won't just win Vanessa. He'll win well. Algiers. As simple as that then, TC? Do you concur with those thoughts? No, not at all. Um... Excellent. <laughs> I thought he was a horrendously bad price. I thought I've already backed Forrester Dean at sixes and eleven to two, and I'll quite happily tip and back you, uh, him again at fives. And the horse in question is Forrester Dean. Um, got got loads of good course and distance form, uh, including a Group Three win. Um, any of those reproduction of those efforts will make him pretty hard to beat here. And if you go back and have a look at his run behind uh, LG's last time. 
and Horovian was was inferred just behind uh, Algiers. Uh, in first time cheat pieces, they had him round the back on his first start since February, uh, literally stone last. And as the tempo quickened, uh, they ran away from him and he just stuck on into fifth. He was given no chance whatsoever on his first start for a, for a long time. Uh, they whether that there was just to see a tee up for this. Well, Gosling's won this three times in recent years. Whether it's a tee up just to see, you know, he faced the the headgear. I'm not so sure, but I think you'll see. I think you'll see a lot more handier uh, ride from from him before. A lot of his good handicap wins in 2019 when he was ridden much closer to the pace than he did last time. In fact, when he won his Group 3, uh, Rob Havlin, who rides him again uh, on Saturday, right, uh, rode him much, much closer to the pace. And the angle here, possi- another angle here possibly is, I couldn't see any guaranteed front runner in the race. Now, I, I, wouldn't, be my, I wouldn't mind at all if Havlin went from the front um, uh, on Forrester Dean. Uh, yeah, I thought Fias was was very very big. I I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't fall over myself to land at freezing seven to two. So yeah, Forrest Dean probably up there as one of my bets of the weekend. Oh, big shout and case well made by TC for Forrest Dean. Um, Dan, are you? Is it as simple as Kevin made it out to be, or are you going down the uh, bigger priced route like TC? Well, six are running. You flagged up three firstly in the market, and I'm with the middle one. <laughs> Neither have mentioned Herovian. Um, I like the jockey angle as much as anything. It's the first time Buick has been on him. Um, I mean, Buick is clearly first choice for the stable. He was third, and obviously he's got ground to make upon Algiers, but that was off a long old layoff, six months or so, and he's got a really good record now, whether hasn't he? The race he was placed in, that Algiers was second to miss the cut. He'd been second in it the year before. Um He's, I think he won as he, he was second as a young horse as well on a poly track at Linkfield. So the surface is very suitable, but it's mainly jockey change for me. First time that Williams had a crack on him. Okay, so all plenty of, I was going to say all bases covered, not quite all bases covered in the Quebec States, but near enough. I feel like we've mentioned the significant ones anyway. Uh, let's move across to Chelmsford. But before we oh, do, yes. don't forget... Bet 10, get 10, racing multiples on Saturday. Do check out that offer, but also read the T's and C's in this show's description so that you are across everything you need to know. Uh, Chelmsford, we've got three races to cover from there, starting with the 2.05 over the mile. Uh, this is a 0-55 handicap, and Vitesse de Son is the 6-5 favourite, carrying the £5 penalty after winning when fancy that Wolverhampton on his latest start He'd be knocking on the door prior to that as well. And I'm coming to you first for this, Dan, because you don't want to talk about the other two races at Chelmsford. So I'm giving you centre stage for the race that you said you had so much for. Yes, massively short runner, I'm afraid. I've run out of puff last couple of furlongs. Um, yeah, the one the one I think he's just ready to win is Eagle-Eyed Freddy. Um, oh, yeah. He's back to a mile, which will surely suit because... I don't know if you you might have been at Wolves and you probably saw the Wolves race where he just bolted clear early over a, an extended nine under this jockey, under Erica Parkinson, and got reeled in late on. To be fair, stuck to his guns a bit once headed, but having been clear early in the straight, he was closed down. And I don't see much to take him on. His last win was a mile at Lingfield. Prior to that, it was a mile at Southall, but he's been a close second at Chelmsford. He's holding his form really well and... 
the idea is that from stall one, he gets into position eight. And we know this is a track where the kickback can be pretty horrible. And I'd hope that he's kicking lots of sand in the other's faces and he doesn't come back. Okay, Eagle Eye Freddy, nine to four from the front. Kevin, you're grinning from ear to ear, just gagging to get stuck into this race. So come on, let's have it. What I am, because, because I knew these two Philistines would only go at Chelmsford, not the 55s. Don't care, folks. And Linkfield, I focused on Chelmsford. That was my oh, first. I've had a bet in this race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, have well, one Philistine, one and a half, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one I liked was um, Lake San. Uh, I think they'll go quick here. I think they'll go quick. If a few, There's a few kind of, you know, semi-one-dimensional ones um, that I think are going to rock forward. And I, I like this fella. He used to be trained by Michael O'Callaghan, albeit relatively briefly. Um, I was bought by the Bellman, Lawrence, Lawrence Bellman, and won over course distance twice um, just over a year ago, including that 56. Went into the wilderness a little bit, um, had a break, and worth watching that run um, over course distance last time. Um, like, it was a lovely comeback, I thought. Like, ended up really, was, well, it was wide all the way, and it certainly came widest down the straight. And um, was given like a considerate ride, I thought. Well, it was very much given a ride that suggested, or they thought, right, this is just a starting point. We're not cherry ripe. Just run on well, hit the line, and um, and you'll come on from whatever you do. And if he does, um, I think he might just go and win because he's a horse that likes them to go hard in front of, them, in front of him, ideally. And um, Luke Morris takes over the ride. Um, nothing wrong with Roscoe, of course, but Luke is, is certainly a positive. And yeah, the price kind of eight, nine to one, that sort of neck of the woods. I thought he was very fair. Nine to one, yeah. Big enough price uh, for Lakes and for the Ali Strange team. Um, TC, I nearly forgot about you there. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I backed um, Bombastic. Um, <laughs> Go on, take it. Bombastic. <laughs> I had a look what it meant earlier. I know what it meant, but I had looked what synonyms there, and one of the ones was windy, Kev. You should be too. Oh, excellent. Well, it's a musical theme, then. We've got Bombastic and we've got Eagle Eyed Freddy, which was he was nearly the singer he, he, of Safe Tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, Eagle, Eagle Eyed Cherry, Cherry yeah. <laughs> if we ever do do a quiz, I want to chat jazz team. music. Oh. <laughs> we've got I want Dan on my team. Anyway, um, Robin Brisson's got two in here. Um, he's got Nick Vedder, who I also quite like. I bought the first two in the market. I can fully see the pace angle of Eagle Eyed Freddy, but um, Vitae's the sun is. It's a bit too short for me. Um, but, yeah, I think the first two in the market are worth taking on. I could have the wrong Robin Brisbane horse. Like I said, I do like Nick Vedder. But at five times the price, well, Bombastic was very interesting. Now, Brisbane's quite a good operator and he's in quite good form. Um, he's had three recent winners and he's had a lot run well in defeat of late as well. But And Bombastic, he's, uh, he picked this up from David Evans in, in August and he's had five five or six runs for him, and they, he's come down 14 pounds of the weights already. So he's dangerously well handicapped. Um, he's he's one run here before. Uh, I think he finished fifth to Highfield Princess um, and where that one when that one was running off a mark of 80. So, And he is now, I think he's 16 pound lower now. Uh, it could even be more anyway. So he's really well handicapped. Um, I think Eagle Eye Freddie will go off in front. Bombastic likes to go forward as well. Um, if uh, William Carson can get him just settled behind that one uh, and, and pounce late, um, like I said, off a mark of the high one, uh, high forties now, I think he's really well handicapped. And it's worth noting that all his best runs 
on turf have come over a mile as well. So I like I like the trip from him. I like the handicap mark. I like the course form. Uh, it could well it could well be one of those horses where he drifts wildly on Betfair near the off because you know that they're they're focusing on this the stable mate and the top two in the market. But now I think twenty fives with the sports book at the moment is worth a win only bet. I'll play win only um, on this because. It could be a could be a shit or bust selection, but yeah, bombastic for me. Okay, bombastic at a huge price then. The first at Chelmsford, on to the seven furlong handicap, the two forty at Chelmsford, and we've got a very short price favourite, Lord Paramount, at eight to eleven to transfer that Wolverhampton form to Chelmsford. Not always doable. This horse that um, a disappointing has been sent off favourite three times out of four runs or whatever it is, and finally got off the mark last time. It's clearly expected. Um, better in the early part of his career anyway. But as I say, finally off the mark last time, Kev. And he's a short price to go in again. Can he transfer that form to Chelmsford? I'm not sure he could, but you have to take him onto the price, I suppose, don't you? Um, like so. he's clearly he's clearly been a problem. Like he didn't appear until like, <laughs> until winter time last year. He disappeared again for the better part of a year and now he's back in the winter again. Um, handicap debut like Mark might be fine but um, yeah I think I'd have to side with some of the more some of the more hardened soldiers in opposition and, and I was down to the two dollar horses actually silver dollar and um, and got no dollars <laughs> and I decided to go and got no dollars in the end um, for Stuart Williams who's having a, a bucket of winners at the minute and to me you know this horse has been the champs for it and won, and it looks to me that after kind of a mid-season break, he's just coming on run to run, and he might just be ready to to go and win this time. Um, lovely run at Kempton last time, you know, travelled as well as anything really, and I'm um, getting back to champs for it. I think will do no harm. Um, jockey Luke Catton hasn't had a winner for for a while. He's on a bit of a losing run, but he did win on this fella. Um, earlier in the year so he'll hopefully be a, a good vehicle to get him back in the winner's enclosure and I'll just give Silver Dollar a mention as well because he's a much he's a bigger price and the angle there is the headgear and um, when they put first time cheek pieces on him he bucked forward and won twice and, and his form came forward and, and first time blinkers go on after a disappointing run last time so I wouldn't be shocked if he ran well but it's got no dollars will do for me got no dollars the opposite of what Kevin has got which is lots of dollar for Kevin, I wish, I wish I had more silver dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got no dollars currently 13 to 2. I'm so surprised that Dan didn't want to have something to say in this race, given that there's a theme with finances and the dollar horses, but he doesn't. So disappointing. Not my strong suit finances, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but culinary expertise that's the one for you. What about you, TC? Have you had a bet in this race? No, I was going to chance Ostilio, but then oh. I but then I clocked the Three starts at Chelmsford, three last places. So yeah, uh, that put me off that. The more you That's look the at the, the the favourite, the more you just think he could well be at least a stone wedding, can't you? I mean, perhaps not on what he's shown so far, but he was a step forward last time. Um, off a mark of 70, given his pedigree, he's a half-brother to Daye and St. Lawrence, who are both 100-plus performers. And off a mark of 70... The old uh, Todgerian, he could uh, he could have another one on his hands here, couldn't he? But eight to eleven, you can easily let them pass, can't you? Ah, oh, poor Alastilio. I suppose, but he, he probably thought his days of being on ITV racing were over. 
you know, former Royal Ascot winner, yeah, former yeah, Group 2 sure. winner. He's down to 70 now. He thought, ah, that's it. I'll never be on the big screen again. And <laughs> here he is at Chelmsford. Oh, Bastilio. <laughs> well, yeah. Next year, we'll be back for the 0 to 52. In, in the- <laughs> <laughs> well, well, talking about horses who didn't expect to be on terrestrial television, on to the 315 we go. Six furlongs, a 0 to 52. We are finishing, uh, we're not finishing on a high here. We are finishing on a low. It's a a good job Kevin's only from the waist up because he'll he'll be getting really jiggy at this 0 to 52. (laughs) Absolutely buzzing for it, isn't he? This is such a bad race, it's brilliant. It's such a bad race, but as typical for British racing, you know, we've got a full field here because it's the race. That's what we get. Full field Dan, Dan, get your guitar ready. I'm going to prompt you for a song. (laughs) <laughs> Elegant Ellen is your four to one favourite for the Amy Murphy team. Um, she's in here off a mark of 50. But as I said, talking about horses who didn't expect to be on ITV racing, racing Shamshot for Stuart, oh, yeah. six to one. This horse is having his 125th start. And I've commented on him before when I've been filling time at Wolverhampton. <laughs> and I'd have to go back and look. But basically, this horse has never missed a year. He's well, never- that's nothing. I mean, Fergus Wilson's Red Happy's run 125 times this year. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, this could be the 11-year-old's day in the sun. He's down to a mark of 48. 48. Having his 125th run of his career at the age of 11. He could go around here with his eyes shut for Luke Cat and Stuart Williams, 6-1. to one. Um Kev, come on, take it away. Tip up the old boy. Go on. Keep I, I could see it. I could yes. see it. Oh. Like he, he's been running well enough. Yeah. To yeah. suggest that, you know, if, if things drop just right. Now he's on a it's on a fair old losing run. Um, the old devil. He's August 21 was his was his last win. Um, like he, he has he, he's been struggling, but it, it could happen. It could happen. He's he's not my tip. Stuart Williams in great form. It could happen. Um, and I wish him well, but I'm going to go for one at the other end of the, the age scale um, somewhat. Um, elegant Ellen, um, who I know from her time in Ireland. She, she was trained by Dennis Hogan there for a year or so and threatened to win a couple of times in, in maiden company. Like, in, you, know, in, you know, Irish sprint maidens can, can be lowly, but not nearly as lowly as not 52 around Chelmsford and um, has switched to Amy Murphy. And... Like I, I, I'd say that was just last time. Like wasn't supposed to happen the way it did. Um, like blew the start, ended up in last, had loads to do, but it's actually run on really well. And I wonder it'd be interesting to see how they react to that in terms of how they set out to ride the horse because, like traditionally, she would have been more of a forward ride, but she's gotten run really well under the complete opposite now. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but. Look, she, she's never won. She's had 15 goals, but I'd say she's capable down at this level. She'd want to be, says you. But um, yeah, I, I thought there was enough promise in that run last time to take a chance on her. It's only gonna, going to be only her third spin for, for Amy. You know, she, she could quite possibly squeeze a bit of improvement. Or doesn't even need improvement, just needs to get back to the pick of her Irish stuff, which is more like kind of 65 rather than 50. So um, yeah, elegant Ellen for me. Okay, elegant Ellen for Kevin. I knew, I just suddenly was thinking about Shamshon then, and I suddenly thought, I knew he did something remarkable in the early start of his career. He won his debut back in 2013. I mean, what the hell were we all doing in 2013? 20- 
13. I don't even think I was in racing at that point. He won a baby when he was 8 to 11, ridden by none other than Frankie Dettori, trained by Richard Hannon Sr. And he went on, on his second start to win a listed race in Deauville. And he went out to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup as a juvenile and got beat by oh Kevin Blake. Go on. Who did he get um, beat by? Outstrip. <laughs> I'm looking at it here. Some of the horse he was in against. Outstrip. Bobby's yeah. kitten sire now. You know, Outstrip oh, was right, a yeah. sire. Um, it's amazing. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So that's my that's going to be my head and heart nap, by the way. Shamshan in the naught to 52 at Chelmsford for this weekend. Come on. What about you, TC? Uh uh, what right, Kevin, I, I thought elegant Ellen is. A really, really solid four to one chance. The only thing is, obviously, it's a very lowly race, and you've got a maximum field of 14 here, and she will need luck in running. But I think with a clear passage, yeah, she strikes me maybe more of a five to two poke than a four to one shot. Um, I'll probably end up back in her at fours and nine to two in the marketplace, actually. Um, the one, the interesting one, we're talking about well bred horses with lowly handicap marks. Pearl's a swinger is by, um, is out of the, the stables, really decent uh, Lulu Zulu. Uh, so off a off a starting mark uh, in the in the in the low one four in the low one forties in the low forties. Uh, I thought Pearls of Swinger was uh, was was half interesting. No, but uh, elegant Ellen, very very solid at four to one uh, with the sports book. Um, yeah, elegant Ellen would be a confident selection, but I'm just worried about the passage. Okay, elegant Ellen. Two votes for elegant That's Ellen. Yeah, go on. Uh, is that it from Charles? It's quite enough of no, your passage, TC. I was going to make a really bad joke there, but Barry would have just like would have just like moaned at the end of the show. And uh-huh. the show. Uh-huh. So, we don't want Barry moaning, do we? Um, I think that's about it. Dan Barber, do you have anything else to add? Because you should you deserve half PayPal. Come on, come on, who's a Eagle-eyed Freddy, the nap, please. That was eagle-eyed Cherry, and he's, and he's got a save tonight. Uh, you can you can sure you can surely strum out the intro to uh, to save tonight. Yeah, then. Surely can. we can't hear this now. You got to strum louder. Oh really? There we go. Very low. Why is it so low? Uh, it's for people's sensibilities. Don't want to listen to my terrible playing. I wanted Pearl, I wanted Elkie Brooks. Pearl's a singer. You oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, good, Dan. Okay, so what? So your nap is go on. Eagle, eagle-eyed Freddie, please. Okay, eagle-eyed Freddie for Dan. <laughs> Sham me. What about you, Kev? Nap, please. Um, I'm gonna go for Lake Sand in the first at Chelmsford. <laughs> Okay, good. And what about you? Win only. I was going to go Forrester Dean, but I've had, I've got I'm financially vested interest. Uh, come on, already. come on. I'm going to go with who in the first at Lingfield and hopefully it drifts from to about four to five to one. So Yimu at Betfair SP, win only in the <sighs> first at Lingfield. You okay. disappoint me, Tony. I was really, I was really revving up to the prospect of you having a nap in the North of Fifty Two at Chelmsford. There, elegant Alan. But anybody off elegant Alan's at four? Well, look, my nap's just my nap's going the North Fifty Two. This is my sort Come of time, lads. I only spend my time at North. <laughs> this is my life. Um, right, I think Get off that's... the shovel with you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes, off to Saddle I go. I'm actually at Wolverhampton on Sunday. So stay oh. tuned, everyone. Wolves, here I come. Um, Cold snap will be over by then, will it? Yeah, I'll be in my bikini. You'll increase the attendance if you turn up in a bikini. Uh, one more reason to see this the World Cup final. You'll, <laughs> you'll, do, you'll double it for four to eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually start saying that, Vanessa. You'll have all sorts turning up. All sorts. Right. Um, racing, and... racing crease will have a field day. <laughs> most, of them, most of them, most of them, based in Leeds now, aren't they? Yeah. No, I don't get enough attention off racing creeps. Honestly, I don't know. Get up your, Neither get up do your I. game, Vanessa. Get up your game. I. I got one one time. I was delighted with it. The only race <laughs> I have in my life are you three. And on that, <laughs> I am signing off here. This has been a lot more fun than I thought it would be, considering we were talking about pretty terrible racing. But as always, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Do not forget the Bet 10, Get 10 offer. Read the T's and C's in the show's description. And do gamble responsibly this weekend. Have a good time. Stay warm and tune in on Monday for the latest episode of Wade In. But for now, thank you very much for listening. 